HR leaders, what's on your mind these days? Is it AI? Is it the economy? The talent market? Remote work? Retention? DEI? Pay transparency? New laws? Our 2024 Workplace Trends Report outlines how HR leaders are thinking about these challenges and what they believe will help their organizations overcome them. Want to find out what they said? Head on over to peoplemanagingpeople.com forward slash workplace trends 2024 and download the report to find out. So I can guarantee that at some point, maybe even today, you've been frustrated or felt frustrated with how projects going with someone in your life, maybe with your team. If you're leading a team, maybe with the people on that team and maybe a three letter acronym comes up, WTF. Now, I'm not going to tell you the exact uh, definition of that acronym quite yet, uh, but uh, I just want to let you sit with that for a minute. You know, you get frustrated and, and that comes up as, oh man, what in the world is going on? Thanks for tuning in. I'm Tim Reitzma, the resident host of People Managing People. Welcome to the podcast. We're people managing people and we want to lead and manage better. We're owners, founders, entrepreneurs, we're middle managers, we're team leaders. We're managing people and yes, we do human resources, but we're not HR, at least not in the traditional sense. We're on a mission to help people lead and manage their teams and organizations more effectively. So if you want to lead and manage better, if you want to become a better organizational leader and more effective people manager, then join us. Keep listening to the podcast to find the tips, tricks, and tools you need to recruit, retain, manage, and lead your people and organization more effectively. And while listening to the show, please subscribe and join our mailing list on peoplemanagingpeople.com to stay up to date with all that's going on. Well, today, my guest is Matthew Gould, co-founder of the HTI Institute, a leadership training and coaching company here in the lower mainland of British Columbia. Matthew is a certified coach through CTI and has led many teams throughout his career before embarking out on his own uh, to create a successful uh, coaching and leadership development uh, company. Matthew is passionate about personal performance improvement for employees and uses numerous methods, including a methodology him and his business partner have created really to maximize performance of people in organizations. You could check him out at htiinstitute.com, follow him on Instagram at htiinstitute, or hit him up on LinkedIn at Matthew Gould. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-U-G-O-U-L-D. I think I got that spelling right. So thank you, Matthew, for joining me today. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure. So, so Matthew, you and I kind of know each other. Um, we we go back a little bit, and uh, actually, you've you've given me a little bit of coaching, and that's really really helped me to pivot and change. So, you know, I hold you to to a high regard. So, I, I really appreciate you joining me on on the podcast today. And one thing I'm really curious about is what's top of mind for you this week. This podcast, <laughs> working with you. Um, awesome. Yeah, I, I'm super excited to talk about this topic and and my purpose is top of mind this week you know serving other people to achieve whatever the greatest means to them so yeah be, really being of service is top of mind of me this week and in particular this opportunity to connect with you oh wow thank you well it's uh, i appreciate you taking the time and 
I know you're you're a super busy busy person, and and um, and so yeah, I I know you have a true uh, servant heart, and that's just evident in in all you do, and and the the words you choose, and and what you write about, and and so yeah, I I was checking out your LinkedIn as we we're prepping for this, and and I didn't realize that you had written you've written well over 50 articles on topics ranging from leadership, relationships, sales, ownership. And to be honest, in my opinion, you give a, a kind of a unique and fresh perspective when it comes to leading self and leading others. And so is, is writing always been a passion of yours? No, I uh, actually failed the English comprehension test at UBC <laughs> <laughs> uh, early on in my days. And only through years and years of coaching and leading and failing and getting back up again and trying again, did I start to realize that uh, one way to express myself and to, to be a student of this work is to write about it. And as you've coached people and we've had some work together, I find that to process a lot of the common themes that come through the coaching, there's some tips and tricks or ideas that can cut through the topic. And so for me, writing has become a way to release uh, the content that comes in through coaching, as well as to provide and be of service for people who don't necessarily have access to coaching. So writing is is relatively new for me. And as you can tell from the quantity that's been pushed out, um, it's generally content that will provide people ideas for both their personal life and their professional life. Hmm. Well, that's great. You know, I've, I've read uh, a lot of your articles and, and this one really caught my attention and maybe it was just the provocative or pervasive title WTF to SWN, the leadership mindset. I think I got that right. I keep mixing up the acronym, but I, I believe it's WTF to SWN. And so, you know, what in the world is WTF to SWN? You mentioned it in your intro, Tim, and I'm, I'm sure you've had moments yourself around just what the bleep you know, like something happens that you're not expecting. Life life comes at you and there's a there's a twist or a turn. And a, a normal human reaction is WTF. I wasn't expecting that. That's not what was planned. I can't believe that's happened to me. You know, I can't believe my boss said that to me. Uh, unfortunately, cancer is a common uh, diagnosis that gets given and that's hit my family. And so there's those WTF moments that are real and practical. Mm -hmm. And in the coaching world, many coaching calls are around WTF. How do I overcome this current circumstance that's hit me? And so where this article and this concept really came from was listening to leaders, listening to managers, rant and rave about their people, rant and rave about how aggressive the sales targets were by their executive, rant and rave about the market. And what I realized, Tim, was that the ranting and raving was necessary. However, it never, ever addressed what was in front of them. It never addressed the WTF moment. Mm. And so, when you, if you think about it, what comes next is, so what now? So, it's... So it's moving from that mindset of WTF or, you know, what the bleep or, you know, I, I saw in the article, it was, you know, who to fault to. So what now? Mm -hmm. And 
And it's just changing that mindset and moving past the complaining or the rant and raving and actually doing something about it. But I'm curious, you know, I've, I've been an opportunity to, to lead people in a large organization and I've been frustrated. Mm-hmm. Is it okay to get frustrated when you're in a position of, of leading people or managing people? Uh, I hope so <laughs> because, <laughs> because I get frustrated. I know you do too. And I believe frustration is a sign of passion and commitment and drive. And we do miss our targets. We do, we do fail. And a lot of success that you see out in the world, what came before it was a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. And so WTF could stand for way to fail. Well, you can celebrate it, you know, way to fail. And then, and then so what now? And, and at the HTI Institute, what, what we really believe in is it is a we, it is a we concept. So Tim, if you and I are on this podcast and, and something happens on the podcast, maybe there's a technology challenge. So how do we recover now? You know, so mm. it, it takes two of us. So, so what now? What, what's needed now? And so, yes, um, I believe and we believe, Tanya and I, my partner believe that, and you can relate, you can't be in business without another person. You, even if you're a solo entrepreneur, you have customers to serve. It's constantly mm-hmm. a relationship. And so, yeah, it's really a, a, a can you be non-emotional? Mm, I, I, think, I think that might show a sign of a lack of passion. Yeah, it's, a, it's like this image of just a, a robot, somebody who is just beaten to the drum um, with, uh, you know, no, no emotional face, no emotion uh, being... Um, coming out of them and so it's like okay why am i paying this person or why why did i just hire a a robot to do this job and so you know we're all wired with with emotions and in your article you wrote it is difficult to make a logical decision logical decisions with an emotional mind Mm. and and i you know i've i've got a couple small kids and i get fired up and it's true you know it's hard to make decisions and drive great decisions when your emotions are fired up mm-hmm. how do we move past that you know we're, we're we're wired to have emotions and especially when we're leading people like you said we may have aggressive targets we may have missed the mark you know, somebody may have royally messed up on a project then how do we how do we then move to that so what now mindset mm. it, i believe it begins with awareness and truly understanding that, let's say your children spilt milk all over your brand new carpet in your newly renovated home. Understanding the awareness that the milk is already spilt. You know, Tim, you, you, you cannot unspill the milk. <laughs> it's spilt. It's already down there. It's, it's already, already down there. Milk. And so what, do you, so, so what do you want to be known for? If so what now... If, if the N was actually known for, <laughs> I mentioned I failed the English <laughs> comprehension test, so knowing is a no. Um, what do you want to be known for as a parent? How do you want to recover from the spilt milk? So I, I say the first step is really as soon as you feel the emotion, because you will and I will and, and we are emotional creatures, find a way to pause and think, so what's, what's needed now? How do I want to parent my son? After the milk is spilled. 
and I don't know if rage and getting angry and yelling is that only gets you to the start line. And eventually you'll have to say, where's the paper towel? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do we need now? You know? And, and so I believe the first step is awareness, awareness of what you can and cannot control. And you definitely cannot control what's happened. What you can control and influence is what you do next and what we do next as a, as a group. Wow. You know, I, it's an interesting perspective, right? It's the problem's already happened. You've already spilt the milk. You've already missed your sales target or you've already, you know, messed up on that project. And it's, you know, how do you, I like that. It's how do you recover? What do you want to be known for? So actually taking that pause. So we talked about spilt milk. And if, if someone's listening who is leading a team and, or maybe even just leading themselves or maybe has an opportunity to lead a small team or a large team, taking that time to, to pause and move into that. So what now? What, what do you think? Um, or first off, do you have any specific examples in the context of an organization, maybe from your past or a, a client that you've worked with and, and who, who really ran into some, some issues and, and, and pushed through this? Yeah. Countless, endless examples. And I'll, I'll choose one. I do quite a lot of work in the auto industry and in a retail environment. And sales targets and reaching your monthly goals is a common, is a common challenge and a common opportunity that teams work towards. And recently there was a, a sale that was created to try to drive to a month end number. And it was a colossal train wreck. The sales team didn't know about it. The advertising wasn't lined up. The, uh, the staff weren't trained the way they needed to be. And so the month went by. And the results were abysmal. And the general manager gets his team together and starts to launch in to his team. Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? And you could just see the, te- the team already knew that they'd missed the target. The team already knew that the communication leading up to the sale was really poorly done. And there was nothing you can learn from it. Don't get me wrong. You can learn from the past. It's how you deliver what you're going to do next. And so, I really believe in this concept of what's next, Tim. So, we can learn from the past. We can't change it. What we can do is influence the future. So, whether it's the car industry or or any industry that's striving towards some level of achievement or purpose or mission, how we move forward that's all we have. That's all. That's all we have control of is is now forward. I don't know if that answers your question. Oh, totally. It's yeah, it's so often we get stuck in a, and and I say we as in myself. We get mm-hmm. stuck dwelling on what happened in the past, and you know this went wrong, or I wish we. I wish I did more of X. You know, if, in a personal life, and in the business con uh, context, it's you know, we missed a target of launching a project mm-hmm. or launching a new system. And I've been in a situation in, in a previous um, career track where, you know, we missed the launch of, of a massive piece of innovation. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was mainly responsible for that. And uh, I got laid into pretty hard mm-hmm. and it 
did that motivate me to actually do better? Well, to be honest, it was pretty early on in my career and, and it didn't because it was just somebody laid into me really, really uh, hard and it became very difficult. Right. And I just think of that concept of, okay, you know what? We screwed up. So, so what now? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. What support do you need? What, what, what is it going to take to, to move us past this? So, so just to jump in there for one second, laying into you hard to me is misdirected energy misdirected. I don't know if you became defensive. If you started to question who is this leader yelling at me, trust may have been eroded. So that the passion that your leader had truly was for the target. I believe, I don't know him or her. I don't know what happened. I, I believe a one degree shift rather than lean into you. First of all, if we've missed a target as a company, it's a we. We have missed it. It's never on an individual from my perspective. It's always a we. And then rather than make it personal, you know, you said at the beginning, uh, who to fault, WTF, like who can we blame? Who do we mm-hmm. fault? Rather than that, what if we put all of our energy, all of our emotion to how do we go about it now? Because time is of yeah. the essence. You know, if, if you're a public company and you're trying to achieve a quarterly target for your share price and for shareholders, time is of the essence. So, are you going to spend time ripping into you or are we going to spend all of our time, energy, and focus on achieving the goal that we missed in the first place? It's just a subtle – it's a, a truly a subtle shift. And then you don't have to spend time repairing the relationship because together – you're moving. You already knew you missed the target, Tim. Like you already knew you. you know. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. So it wasn't adding any value. What if yeah. he and you or she and you had put all your efforts into what do we do now? Yeah, it's, it's seems so easy to do yet. So hard to remember to do. So, you know, should we all have like a sticky note on our laptop or on our wall or, you know, just how do we, how do we rewire our brains? Like I was thinking about this as as prepping for the podcast, you know, as I mentioned, I've got two kids and if there's a mess or, you know, your example, spilt milk and I look at my kids and say, well, what happened? They, they both look at each other and say, well, you did it. They did it. You know, they point to each other. And so it's, it's almost like this wiring in our brain from such a young age of we got to look to blame someone. So you've mentioned this, this concept of a one degree shift and we, we need to shift our, our mindsets from this, you know, what the bleep or who to fault to this idea of, okay, well, that's already happened. Mm -hmm. How are we going to move past this? How are we going to, how are we going to, going to uh, rebuild or, regroup or you know remove that fear and and a lot of fear is is in this idea of i gotta look to somebody to blame because i don't want in my head to be on the chopping block Mm -hmm. or me to be the one for up for a performance uh, review and this come up so how do we how do we then practically you know build this in or rewire our brain i think there's two things the one one way is and Jocko Willink talks about this in a book called Extreme Ownership. And he believes and I believe that everything, if you, if you lead a team, if you're parenting a family, there's a concept that and we write about it in our book that that's coming out soon, taking full responsibility for everything. 
taking extreme ownership for everything. And so if your son spilt milk, we'll just use that example one more time. Um, somehow, Tim, it was your fault. And here's how it might have been your fault. You may, you may not have told them, hey, don't drink milk on our, on our new carpet around in the living room. Let's say it's in the living room. You, mm-hmm. you must not have made it clear enough to them to not drink milk or carry milk into the living room. So it's this concept that takes a lot of humility. It, it, it does take responsibility and patience to say somehow, if I'm in a relationship with the person, if I'm on a team and I have a salesperson or my exec, somehow it must be my fault. So that's, that's, that's a one degree shift away from blaming and looking outward to the very first step to take could be, so, so what, what did I do to cause this? The, the second step, and you mentioned it in, in the word, the past, something's already happened. To shift, to go from one degree of what's happened to what's needed now, and I know I keep referencing that, and it's so important. We cannot go back in time. So what I would encourage listeners to do, and anyone who gains access to this podcast, is where do you control your actions, thoughts, and behaviors? And the answer is right now. And now is perpetual. It's now, it's now, it's now. If we listen back to the recording of this podcast and one of us made a mistake, there's nothing, there's there's absolutely nothing we can do about it except say, okay, we made a mistake. We, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, and so now how do we want to move forward? And so this, this one degree shift to now forward, now forward, now forward. And here's how you can learn from the past. Tim, let's say with the spilt milk example is, okay, boys, <laughs> uh, who's on the paper towel, who's getting the spray and wash, and you know how do we how do we first of all remedy and get the get the milk up? Number two, how do we avoid this in the future? Because it might happen yeah. again. You know, sales targets will be missed again. Mistakes will happen, and so the you you ask the question. How do we avoid this in the future? Oh my gosh, you're collaborating. You're, you're, you're looking at ways to mitigate risk. You're looking at ways to prevent this from happening again. As soon as I asked you, how did this happen? You will get defensive. Mm-hmm. It's a natural reaction, isn't it? Yeah. When we put on the defensive of, you know, why did this happen? How did this happen? Yeah. We, we get on that defensive. Yeah, because we're in trouble. <laughs> we think yeah. we think we're in trouble. And yet, if we can do that one degree shift into how do we avoid this in the future? Oh, my goodness. Well, now we're brainstorming. Now, now we're collaborating. Now we're looking at weight. We're really taking ownership and saying, well, here's, here's how we'll avoid it in the future. I won't go into the living room and drink my milk. Mm-hmm. Or I'll carry a tray or, you know, I'll have a camelback on and I'll suck the milk from my camelback. I mean, <laughs> there's a thousand ways in the future, but now we're brainstorming and, and we're, we're looking forward because we can't go back in time. It's not possible. No, I, I love that. Just the imagery in that of, you know, we, we can't, we can't go back in time. We, we can't edit out aspects of our career or our life or how we've reacted to situations. Mm-hmm. But what we can do is we can really just take a look at how we're going to react to a situation. And that's, I think, what's really important. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know, if something is going to go wrong, which it will, 
how are we going to react? And if you're leading people, if you're leading a team, uh, you know, think of if you're, if you're headed to battle and you're leading a team and all you want to do is just yell at people and just dwell in what they did wrong, are they going to have your back? Probably not. You know, they may say, you know, like one, two, three, go, and you're the only one going and your team is like, you know, hiding in the, in, in, in behind safety. And, um, and so I think that's where we have to really practice this of, okay, it's happened. We're allowed to be frustrated. You know, we don't, I don't believe in shying away from showing emotion, but it's what we do with that emotion moving forward. Yeah. It's, it's what value, what value gets added by yelling at someone for a mistake they've made or a target they've missed, or a promise they didn't keep. What value gets added? Mm-hmm. I don't know what That's... I don't know what value gets added, especially to the relationship. And then, do they really want? To your point, do they really want to go to bat for you now and make different actions and behaviors moving forward? I don't. I, I don't. Maybe they do out of fear. Maybe. Yeah, but now. Now you're leading out of a place of fear versus out of a place of trust. Mm. And I think, you know, so much data supports this. And, and I've given a number of talks on this, um, uh, to university students about we need to establish relationships on trust, mm-hmm. whether you're personal relationships or in the workplace, whether you're starting a career or you're leading a team, do your people trust you? Mm-hmm. And that mindset of, so what now? Hey, how are we going to move past this is, is one way, one simple, simple way to, to start building trust or mm-hmm. keep adding to trust. Well, think of this. Think, think of this. If you, and, if you and I work together and I yelled at you for something that you missed, you will strive. You need to make a living. <laughs> we are working together. And it's not like you're going to necessarily quit right away. Over time, you might and look for an alternative. But now your energy is spent not on the target. You're looking for another job. Let, let's say though that you're now doing something because you don't want to get yelled at again. Your potential to take risk, try new things is extremely limited by me, the leader who yelled at you for the mistake. And so performance is, is just to not do things wrong. Your team, if you're a leader and, and, and you criticize people heavily and, and blame people on past actions, their forward action will be just to not make a mistake. They will be gripping the stick so hard to not make a mistake. Whereas the leader or the parent or, or the business partner who says, wow, how do we avoid this in the future? And, and what's possible? What's possible? Way to fail. Like it's a celebrating moment. Like way to fail. WTF. And then wow, what's possible? So what now? What, like, and, and then the, the team member and you, you're brainstorming and the outcome, Tim, is exponentially going to be better because you're not in a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just love that. It's moving from that place of fear mm-hmm. and, and uh, moving from that place of just looking to blame somebody, just looking to yell, get out your own aggression on on your team or on your people. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If that's how, you know, you listener, if that's how you lead, uh, you may want to ask your team if they trust you uh, or if they, and if they look at the ground when they answer that question, <laughs> you know, it may be, uh, maybe worth, um, you know, 
just doing some self-examination and headed over to uh, the HTI Institute.com or people managing people.com and do some reading and reach out because, because if your team doesn't trust you, they're not performing. They're not performing as best they can. You think of a task when you do something out of fear versus do something out of, you know, you've, you have, um, you know, a blank slate mm-hmm. to be creative. It's really just moving past that, that, uh, that fear. But I, I love how you said, you know, way to fail as a celebration. Mm-hmm. And often we just celebrate hitting a sales target or a product launched or we hit a target. We don't celebrate the failures. And why is it important in your opinion, uh, to Matthew to celebrate the failures? I believe it's great to celebrate failure because it means you've tried. It means you're, means you're in the game. It means <clears throat> you're taking risk. It means you're putting your neck out and you're striving towards reaching a common objective. And if, if you're in a place of believing that winning is the only way, I would argue that your, your target, your goal, your vision is extremely low. It's extremely limiting. And you're on your way to average. You're on your way to just not making mistakes. And so celebrating failure, I believe, is, is paramount because we fail all the time. I fail as a parent. I fail as a husband. I, I fail in coaching my clients. And if I'm not willing to fail and we don't celebrate that, I just think we're playing a small game. Now, the same failure repeated <laughs> over and over and over again, that is a different that is a different thought. So a repeated failure constantly means you're not learning from it. You're not going, so what now? You're not thinking, what needs to change now? What new actions can I take? And so to me, Tim, if if you're not failing regularly, although on a different failure, not the same one over and over again, then you're in an organization that isn't striving for true greatness uh, towards achieving your purpose and and living in alignment with your values. Hmm. Yeah, I think we could do a whole podcast just on that that concept of celebrating the failures because uh, again, I think we've wired ourselves to be afraid of failure, mm-hmm. be afraid of trying something new. And you think about from a young age to starting off a career and building a career and now maybe again you're leading people, we are going to fail. Mm-hmm. It's it's our nature. There's I haven't met anybody that's perfect. So guess what? We're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And it's how we respond mm-hmm. and how we you respond in, in using words and actions is really what defines us as as people who who lead people. Yeah, and I just as you were speaking, I want to make sure that we're giving the listeners the right area to focus on. Celebrating the failure itself, like way to go, you failed. I would say is is not necessarily the language to use. It it it, it may be more way way to make an effort, way, mm-hmm. way to swing and and miss the ball. Like way to go, you stepped up to use a a well known sports metaphor. You stepped up to the plate. Way to go, and you struck out. Okay, and how quickly can you go from the struck out? Because the player knew they struck out. You're not adding any value as a leader to say you struck out. They already know that. They're the ones who swung. It's so, so where do you think you need to adjust? Where can we support you? What type of training do you need? Uh, let's do some video analysis. What do you think's needed? 
So, so let's just be clear, Tim, that we're given given yeah. your team or your audience the right uh, direction. It, I would I would say it's way to make an effort. Now, how do we adjust that effort? You know, what do you need to do as the as the employee? What do I need to do as the leader? And what do we need to do together to ensure this doesn't happen again? And then when it does, because it may, what now? What? Now, now, like just a constant, constant adjustment until the ball gets hit and the targets get reached. Yeah, I just think of that in that analogy in in a business world, and and I had led a, a, a global inside sales sales operations team for many years, and I can't imagine going to this team and just looking at the, this team and saying, "Wow." Way to miss the target and just head to my office and shut the door. You know, what, 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 a, what a great motivational speech. Imagine walking into your CEO and saying, woohoo. And he, he says, what's the, or she says, what's the cake for? Oh, we missed target again. Yeah. And just leave it there, right? It's, that, would, that would most and, likely uh, be your, uh, your uh, farewell cake. <laughs> yeah, then it would turn into a real WTF That's right. um, versus, uh, okay, you know, we didn't hit it, um, but where do we go from here? We, what did we learn? Yeah. And um, here's what you know, we're doing do we, now. Sorry to cut you off. And, yeah. like, so no, no so here, CEO, or so here, team. So so here, here, here's the plan now that I've come up with. And what do you think the plan should be? Like, let's really mm-hmm. study. So how do we avoid this in the future? What, what changes do we need to make? What adjustments do we need to make going forward? Perfect. Yeah. Well, I, I I just want to wrap up with with just kind of summarizing what we chatted about, and and I think right from the beginning you, you mentioned this idea of awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem has already happened, and then taking a pause. And this is whether you're leading yourself or leading a team, uh, small team, large team, wherever you are in career or in your personal life, and taking a pause. And how are you going to react mm-hmm. to it? And choosing the language you're going to react to. And I think you've given a number of, of great uh, insights into this. And I just love the concept of that one degree shift, you know, moving from, from just a pure reactionary response to a place of, you know what, it's my fault. I take responsibility and approach it with humility. And, uh, and I think that's, there's some great takeaways for our listeners in that. Any, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I'm sure today um, I'm going to have a WTF moment. I'm sure you will, and I'm sure the listeners will. And the the whole focus of today and what I hope listeners take is rather than direct the WTF energy, either at yourself, oh my goodness, I'm such an idiot, you know, and get really down on yourself, or take it out on the person that's in front of you. It's to, it's to have the WTF moment, be aware of it, and redirect the energy to solving the problem, to, to get, just really take that focus, you said the one degree, and rather than express it onto someone else or yourself, take that WTF energy and to apply it to overcoming the obstacle. Mm-hmm. I also want yeah. to say thanks. Thank- um I also just want to say thanks to to you for going out there and hosting this podcast and inviting me to attend. And I always get so much energy from your authentic interactions. 
I love, I love spending time with you and collaborating with you on topics like leadership and values and all the great work you're doing in, in your business and culture assassins and, and spark. So I just want to say thank you and, and just love working with you. Wow. Well, well, thank you for that, uh, Matthew. And, and I really appreciate you joining me. I know we're going to have you on again in the future. Um, and because I think we can cover a, a lot of different topics about managing people. And so for the listeners, uh, go to htiinstitute.com or check out uh, Matthew uh, on LinkedIn. Also, please head to peoplemanagingpeople.com and comment on this podcast as well as subscribe to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing, uh, have ideas for for topics, reach out to me and um, and yeah, head up to peoplemanagingpeople.com. That's where we also have our newsletter. And so so put in your, your information there and get access to great content um, that will be coming out and it's already out. So thank you again and have a great day.